Is This a Ghost is brought to you by Pickney Bend Distillery. It's January, and that means Pickney Bend needs your help more than ever before because mm-hmm. I'm doing dry January. Mm-hmm. And without me doing, without me, without me drinking down all that Pickney Bend, they're, they're hurting, and that's mm-hmm. bad. Someone, you got to pick, you all listeners got to pick up the slack. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the, Pickney Bend is kind of like the, they're like a, they're like Gillette in November. Yeah. You know, everyone does like the no shave November and Gillette's like, <laughs> my kids are starving to death in the streets of Boston. <clears throat> when Stephen P. Gillette, he mm-hmm. can't, he can't put mush in his children's <laughs> mouths anymore for the entire month. How many fucking blades do you people want? <laughs> Thanksgiving is, it's gutter water is what they serve at Thanksgiving in the Gillette it household. Is. And so. I was like, <laughs> No, that was the first tiny Tim. That's was, right. Uh, the the crash. People don't family. know that. People don't know that. Mm-hmm. Really now, Pickney Bend is lucky there in January. There's not any kind of like big holidays uh, in January, but mm-hmm. they, you besides know. dry January, you know, there's there's your, you know, your classic. I just gained seventy five pounds over the holidays. Mm-hmm. I have an ulcer now. <laughs> I'm going to spend two and a half days at the gym. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. That is a good one. So. When you want to celebrate that, Pickney Bend is the way to do it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> with with all their delicious gins, all their delicious uh, vodkas, and they have whiskeys. They've got it all, folks, and you can have mm-hmm. it too. And if you can go to P I N C K N E Y B E A N B, boy, is mm-hmm. that right? I don't think so. It was, yeah. It's, it's their new website like, <laughs> based in China. <laughs> you have to have a stroke as you say it and type it in, or else it won't go there. P I N C K N E Y B E N D dot com. Go to Pickney Bend and check them out, and uh, and tell them Patrick said that they should swing on by. Everybody, welcome back to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell a real story about real ghosts from from real. Take it from the top. No, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> Soldiering on. Every week I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend Patrick Dean, who uh, doesn't let me take uh, take twos. Takes two. No, takes two. Take twos. You want to take it serious? You take it serious from the top. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> As a great man once said. Yeah. Oh boy! Well, we're so- we're solidly in January. Mm. It's the second today. As um, we your- as 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 we record and as we publish, it's as late as several days from now. Good. So <laughs> that's that's right. You're that's good, Patrick. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and how's your Jan- how's your how's your twenty four going? How's oh twenty four so far? Very poor. But yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's only it's only thirty six hours yeah. in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the first was good, but then, uh, you know, but then it, it gets followed up with the, literally the worst day of the year. January. Oh, you gotta go back to work. January 2nd. Like, there's, <laughs> there isn't a close competitor. I mean, maybe January 3rd. That's about the closest competitor. January 2nd mm-hmm. is the worst day of the year. Absolute worst day of the year. If your, so. bir- if your birthday is on January, January 2nd, mm-hmm. I hope you just... I hope you just move it to a different day. I really do. <laughs> just change your name, change yeah. your life, get fake documents. Mm-hmm. You are now born on uh, June thirtieth. Yeah, much happier day. People are outside. You Patrick's know. favorite month. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so you went to work today, is what you're saying? Is I right? did. I did. Mm-hmm. Went to work. You know, it was kind of nice. I was there for about thirty minutes before the rug got pulled out from under me, which is really nice. They let me let me have about thirty minutes of a. Uh, 
coffee before. They were like, hey, just so you know, um, someone in our group just resigned and you get to take on all of his work until we find someone to replace him. <laughs> but we won't replace him until we replace the three other people that left last year. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah. No, it does not come with more money. <laughs> I actually had somebody text me. They say, well, congrats on the promotion, I guess. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that person chose violence. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's, really, it's, it's an exciting way to start your and, – you know, yeah. and, and it wouldn't be so bad. It's, I don't know. Do you think it's worse when you wake up and, like, you're, like, pepping your step and someone comes and just, you know – puts a hole in your first thing or do you think it's better if you wake up and you're like today's gonna suck it's just like i i know it will and then you show up and you're like oh it did suck yeah that's yeah. no i think the first way is worse because <laughs> the second way at least you were right about something mm-hmm. that day that's a victory exactly exactly if you wake up and you're happy you're like this is gonna be you know what this year this is my year boop, mm-hmm. boop, 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 here I come. Mm-hmm. and then you walk into a brick wall right that's that's way worse mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. that's like that, yeah. uh, that's actually starting to explain my approach to january pretty succinctly honestly (laughs) be the sourest person in the room and you'll never be disappointed so (laughs) well uh i'm gearing up for my version of that as well i got about uh gosh let me check the calendar here three weeks from yesterday is Uh uh, my first day back so it's coming it's coming pretty it's coming pretty fast it's coming pretty fast and i'm i I get it i feel it (laughs) i'm there with you Mm. Uh, my version of that today was that one of my kids' schools is still closed, so we got to hang out all day, and there's a really great place near us that's like a play place, but also a workplace for adults. What? So you just like tell your kid, like, go play there with all those other kids, and all the adults are like sitting out with their laptops. Is this just a Starbucks? Is that, what are you talking it's about? It's like that? a Starbucks, but there's yeah. no coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and that's huh. it. And there's okay. one, there's one, there's one, I assume, underpaid, pretty young person working the counter, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's your day. Wow. Are you sure isn't mm-hmm. this like a bunch of yuppies overtaking like a youth outreach center or something like what that? What I have or? decided is it's, it's <laughs> it is really in a gymnasium, which was suspicious <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's in a YMCA basement. I don't know, but I really like it. It's only $4 a day. You really can't argue with it. I think it must be so easy to be rich because there are people like me who will pay apparently $13 to go <laughs> work at a folding table <laughs> while my daughter <laughs> plays on an indoor <laughs> playground. Um, uh, and then as soon as you get up from the folding table and walk away, you see them walk over and just throw the folding table away and just get a brand new one <laughs> and set it back up. Well, and on the website, they had a, there's a, there's a waiver you have to sign, right? Cause it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. playground equipment. Yeah. But they never made me actually sign it when I got there and paid for anything. Never made you sign it? Are so you, I never signed a waiver. Are you on the playground equipment? Is this the issue here? Well, that's true. They also didn't make Maple <laughs> sign it. Ah, okay. That's fair. That's fair. I mean. They didn't have Maple make no. her mark. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. So, I don't know. We'll do it for a while, and then I'll stage a lawsuit, and then make all that money back. Sounds good. Give up a finger. Make a few grand. Yeah. It's not going to be my finger. I'm not going to the playground. Well, yeah, obviously not. Kids kids are because they regrow. They're like starfish. Yeah, they're like lizards, I think, is what happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, My break's going great. Thank you for asking. Good. Very relaxed. I mean, I didn't want to ask about it, you know, right now, because there's so much of it left. So, yeah, well, you can ask every week, and I yeah, what make an update next week or the week after, or even the week well, after. Then it'll that. be like an audio flip book, you know, and you can the, the listeners will be able to hear every week uh, how my break is going. Oh, what's this little what's this little gray thing in the corner of your flip book? Oh, that is Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting dark, <laughs> and it's off the page now. That's strange. I wonder where you went. <laughs> anyway, I used to have a podcast. <laughs> uh, 
Mine's good. I am pretty excited, actually. I'm getting very, I have finished all, I think, all the hard work on Broken World, my new novel, oh, Apocalypse wow. Con 3. Okay. Yeah, which is one I started in 2019, and then life got a little out of hand. Mm, everything got a little out of hand there. So, uh, so I got to do like one more quick edit through it and I send it off to my editor and he does his thing and mm -hmm. messes it up a little bit. And mm -hmm. then, um, I just click accept all changes <laughs> and mm. then, so it'll be, it should be out, uh, I think early spring this year, which is very exciting. Wow. Patrick, the fictional Patrick will make his return. His <gasps> triumphant return. Wow. I've died so many times in these novels. I'm very, yeah, uh, but you keep, yeah you're I pretty keep, bouncy though. I do. I bounce back. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I, for those of you who are newer to the show, I don't know if we talked about this in a long time, but I have a, I, I also write fiction and one of my, one of my series is called the Apocalypticon series and the third book in that is coming out soon. And it, they, they some of them star Patrick, um, some fictional of, Patrick. Some of them, this is the third book. Some of yeah, them. Star I, guess Patrick. I guess you're in the second one too, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Uh. And, uh, and it's fun. If you think Patrick's fun in real life, wait till you see um, how he is in the apocalypse. It's great. <laughs> um, slightly more neurotic. Yeah, little, little but just creative. as much Disney World, actually, yes. strangely. <laughs> and uh, and for some reason, a machete that someone let him have. Uh, and if you haven't started reading those yet, you could do it if you want. This is a shameless plug for me. Um, no one else in the show benefits from my book sales but me. Um, mm -hmm. But that's okay. I think I'm worth supporting. You do and a lot so of work around here. so I do, I do the third most work uh, of the four of us, definitely. <laughs> Uh, so if you haven't read it, you can go check out. You can if you read Apocalypticon and then post Apocalypticon. By the time Broken World is out, you're gonna be you're gonna be ready for it. Hmm. You're gonna be all caught up. So um, you know, feel free to make me wealthy beyond my wildest dreams. I get three dollars per copy. Three dollars a pop. Um, that's what I'm doing on break. Mm -hmm. um, anything else we can plug for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing to plug over here. Okay. <laughs> Everything's all plugged up. Oh, you do have news to share, though. Do you want to share news before we get started? I have about no idea. New roommates. Oh, the yeah. I have some uh, some juveniles in the house now. Yeah, you got um, more kids. I have, yeah, more more mouths to feed in this uh, in this posted stamp. Yeah, we got two kittens. Um, a few days before Christmas, uh, they're about about seven weeks now. I guess um, they're very small. They are. I met yes. them in person, and they are—they're tiny. Yeah, yeah. I—I th I thought they were too small. I was gonna. Definitely. I, I, I would. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. But mm, I was gonna runty. call the vet and ask if they have some bigger ones. But he was like, "No, they get. You know, they just give it a few, a few, few weeks. <laughs> gotta water it and grow. Put it in the sun a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and once he explained, you know, the food stuff, then they—they—they they, they got real big real quick. So yeah. yeah. Um. Go. But yeah, yeah. Two little ones scampering around up there. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, they're not ready to be on camera yet because um, they spend most of their time just uh, sinking their claws into my wrists. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't really want to do that. Claw on the way to the benefit. top. Maybe mm -hmm. they are ready to be on camera. No. <laughs> so once I uh, you know wrap them up in athletic tape or something like that, then I'll uh, <laughs> bring them down here for everybody. Can't make jokes about that about your cats. People don't like it. We're going to get emails. <laughs> I mean, I'm wrap my arms up in athletic tape, not oh, the cats. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You bunch of sickos out there. No. <laughs> well, they're very cute. We're very excited for you. Congratulations. <coughs> it was a long, long process of driving to the animal shelter and having them throw cats in the car until you leave. <laughs> we tried to get one, but they're yeah. like, no, this one too. <laughs> Make sure you keep your windows rolled up around those places <coughs> because they will just sneak in, really. We did when we got our cats. We got we ended up with two, of them, and we wanted to get two of them. Uh, mm -hmm. That was the plan. But we went in, 
And they're like, hey, what are you here for? I'm like, oh, we want to look at cats. Like, good, you know you should get two of them because mm-hmm. you're, and it's yeah. like, yeah, I know, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got a lot of cats. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of stuff to get through, do you want to hear a ghost story? I would love to, please. <laughs> this episode, by the way, was suggested by longtime listener, a genie out in Denver, Colorado. Oh, thank you, genie. Jeannie has been asking for a long time for, I mean, literally, I think about a year now, um, for us to do a Denver, a Colorado story, and I have staunchly refused, <laughs> not for any particular reason. Uh, I just keep forgetting to look for one. And then she's, she did the work, and she said, here's some links. Do this one. <laughs> so thanks, Jeannie. Uh, the, the Rockies are spooky, though, man. Like, they are spooky. The U.S., I mean, it's got some varied topography here and there. We've got some kind of... You know, those, the kind of sissy mountains out east and the, mm-hmm. you know, the drunk mountains in scary the for their own Scary for their own reasons. Yeah, indeed, indeed. But not really, <laughs> you know, ge- geographically. And then the Rockies just, they just chew <coughs> you up. They are <laughs> just an evil, evil mountain range. They um, are. God, the way they just like rise up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, Colorado is just flat mm-hmm. as flat can be for about half of it. <laughs> And then it is suddenly not. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure uh, the Rockies and uh, especially this side of the Rockies are probably haunted as fuck. Once you got over the Rockies, I don't think a whole lot of people came back. I don't think a whole lot no. of people were like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> I really love Let's all do the, that again." Yeah, I love all the mild weather and the sunshine and the you know the 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 beach and whatnot. But we should really go uh, die in the snow together. That's what we should do. I think. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. You and I drove over the Rockies, and I almost didn't come back because <laughs> I didn't want to go back over them again. <laughs> and I was in an Impala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thank you, Jeannie, and uh, mostly thank you for sending me a story to do. <laughs> yes, you know, she also made a comment about uh, you know when you're done doing all those British ghosts, here's 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 a Denver ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, so message received. Anyway, so the Arapaho Indians lived pretty peacefully, I think, by and large, mm-hmm. uh, in in this country for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and then what happened? Europe- <laughs> and then some Europeans came over, and uh, there was a oh, slaughtered them all and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things were bad. Mm-hmm. Clear, yeah. After, after questions after being slaughtered, yeah, things are things don't really they don't really get a lot better. Afterwards, not typically, not typically, mm. but you do the best. Sometimes you get to be on this podcast, so that is fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the Arapaho live primarily on the plains of Colorado and Wyoming because I guess they were not not much for scenery, <laughs> and <laughs> they, lost, they lost some sort of like bet with all the rest of the native <laughs> tribes they oh. definitely drew the small straw oh. <clears throat> so one of their settlements was located near the base of the rockies in what is present day colorado uh the arapaho called this area cherry creek because when they arrived they found an abundance of choke cherries hmm is that an eating thing or is that a not sexiest eating? cherry <laughs> <laughs> on the planet <laughs> I don't know what uh, a choke cherry the is. The only cherry with a safe word. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
so this was also a major buffalo hunting ground, which mm. is why it was so it was good as a settlement. I guess they would eat cherries and choke on them um, and hunt buffalo. So it's good, mm. good stuff. Good stuff here. <laughs> it sounds like a really exciting way to spend your time. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fucking work. Uh, you think your January 2nd is bad. <laughs> you had to skin buffalo. Yeah. January 2nd in the Rockies. And the whole time you're thinking, I chose to be here. I could have just <laughs> taken the horse south anytime. <laughs> we could have had Hawaii. Mm-hmm. We could have had Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But no, no, we chose this place. So as Western expansion, the white Western expansion continues, white settlers, they start moving into Colorado, obviously. Um, now, as you've already kind of alluded to, they do not like the idea of crossing the Rockies. <laughs> 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 For all the reasons already discussed. <laughs> so many of them settle in eastern Colorado, um, and Cherry Creek becomes a pretty popular settlement. Hmm. In the year 1858, General William Larimer comes to town, and he says, I think... This is this is now mine. All of this belongs now to me. Uh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and you may be wondering how did how do you do that? How do you get such authority? <laughs> I wonder. <clears throat> he did this by laying cottonwood logs along a big parcel of land. He oh. cut down some trees and he just made a border and said, "This I have this now." <laughs> It's how my kids play like uh, like playhouses in the front yard. Yeah. They just, you know, get get sticks in the backyard, lay them down in a circle, and they're like, okay, this one's my house. If you yeah. step over this, I have another <laughs> I stick. I get to shoot you. I have another, this is Missouri. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Castle yeah. Doctrine inside of this stick fort, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so Larimer, he's basically, he went into Denver and he licked it, and now it's his. Um. He calls this parcel land Denver City after the governor of the Kansas Territory, James W. Denver. Hmm. I think Colorado, I think this area, I think I think the people of Kansas believed that Colorado belonged to them at this point. I mean. Even though I think the Arapaho thought it belonged to them. <laughs> right up until you get to the Rockies, they're <clears throat> pretty unmistakable. I mean, it's Yeah, yeah. how would you know, what is, how would yeah, you know yeah. where to draw the line? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So he names it Denver City after James Denver, and in a letter dated February 1859, General Larimer wrote, quote, I am Denver City. Mm. And he may be the only one living there at this point. Yeah. He may not be letting anyone else live inside Denver City. <laughs> this letter is merely addressed to all. And I don't really, yeah. <laughs> he starts selling tracts of his land to miners and migrants. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to my comment earlier about it being, I guess, very easy to get rich. This, he didn't own this land. He just went yeah. out and said, this is mine now. Yeah. Will you buy some from me? And people are like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is there crazy. like a deed or something? No, I just won't shoot you if you stay on that part of it. That's fine. <laughs> you come over to this part, though. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but there's, you know, there's there's gold in the mountains in Colorado mm-hmm. at this point. Silver, I think, maybe. But definitely gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's a lot of miners. They just want a place, a safe place to live. So they're like, okay, I'll, I'll buy this land that you got for free. Uh, a lot of people, th- they trust him because they're like, well, he's a general. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he must be important and trustworthy and responsible. And Yeah. You know, it's, he's, sure, he's probably got some boys as well. So you're like, yeah, <laughs> probably stay on yeah. this guy's good side. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out the title general, though, is one he had not from the U.S. Army, but from when he led a militia in Pennsylvania. Oh, uh, okay. 
An informal yeah. general. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, the general understood. Yeah, the, <laughs> He's General Mills is what he is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> More like General Kills. <clears throat> uh, um, I know militias were different then than they are now, but yeah, I don't think they're much different. And especially not, I can't imagine, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer hype videos. That's really the only difference yeah. between then and now. Yeah. yeah, he's a general like Colonel Sanders. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a colonel. Do you know anything about Colonel Sanders' life, by the way? Um, I mean, he was a fucking legend. Somewhat. I mean, he he uh, you know, the, the, he's, he's got the herbs and the spices. Right. He's got the herbs and the spices. Right. He he was a lawyer for a long time before until he got into a fight in a law in a courtroom. He punched the defendant in the face <laughs> and he got disbarred. Uh, and he went around like delivering women's babies in in the Appalachian mountains for a long time. Cause mm. no one else would do it really. And he was like a door to door salesman for a while. Like, you know, he had this totally like wild life. And this is before. all, and this is all in the suit, right? Like the whole all in time. The suit. Yeah. Yeah. This was <laughs> the one suit yeah. too. When he, he come, put it on, it was a yeah. little big. He comes strutting in with a long soul patch and starts pulling babies out of ladies. And yeah. uh, he, oh, his colonel. he was like, Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That fits. Uh huh. <laughs> He opened up the first KFC in like inside a gas station mm-hmm. and there was this other fried chicken restaurant in town. And so Colonel Sanders went around and started painting ads like billboards for his restaurant on barns, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like they do for Merrimack Caverns mm-hmm. in Missouri. Uh, and the other guy who owned the other restaurant got really mad. And so they challenged him to a duel and like the other guy shot one of Colonel Sanders friends and killed him. And then Colonel Sanders shot this guy and didn't kill him, but right. shot him. And then that guy went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. I'm amazing sorry. life story. And well, and I mean, I kind of feel sorry for the friend. Obviously, he's you know, I mean, he did start it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's your you show up at a duel, you're kind of taken in your own hands yeah. at that point. You know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Colonel Sanders friend. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. no. No, the foe of obviously, of course. Yes, he's. Yeah. Okay. He deserves everything he's getting. The friend. I mean, maybe he just showed up. Maybe he just gave him a ride there. You know, yeah. <laughs> Colonel Sanders like, come on. Yeah. I just need yeah. like 20 minutes. It won't be a big deal. Can you stand? Just stand. I mean, you don't, no, just you don't have to move the car. Yeah. Just stay here. Yeah. Just stand here. It's fine. I feel be more long. comfortable behind the car. Yeah, but I'm going to look like a pussy if you're behind the car. Can you please just stand in front of the car? The Make sure button. the car is in his line of sight because it's a cool car. Yeah. I don't want to be intimidated about how cool my car is. <laughs> It's part and of my strategy. Don't I, move. And I painted this big bullseye on the side of it, so I need you to stand over <laughs> by that, too. <laughs> Got to cover that. Yeah. Cover it. Oh, you're not covering it very well. Ah, it's okay. Mm. Ah, the duel's <laughs> over anyway. Um, so, anyway, this is not about Colonel Sanders, but I'm going to see if he has a ghost, because we should. that would be great to cover his life. Boy. <clears throat> I would love that. That would be an episode. So hungry. Be so That'll be. Maybe hungry. that's our new sponsor. Maybe we'll reach out to the Colonel and say, hey. You looking for some something weird mm-hmm. to do? <laughs> yeah. Are you doing like a ghost pepper breading or something like that? Maybe we could uh, make something uh, happen here. I like it. Okay. Okay. Now we're talking. All right. Now right. this has become an ITAG meeting. Mm-hmm, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. I'm going to write the whole thing off my taxes. By the way, Jeremy, cut all that because this is all. <laughs> I don't want anybody stealing this Dr. Us. Brown that, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. This is about someone different than that. What is it about? Uh, general Larimer. Oh, yes. So he's not really a general, but so anyway, people buy all this land that he stole, mm-hmm. and he really starts building something out there in Colorado. Mm. 
1861, Colorado is formally named its own territory. It's no longer part of the Kansas Territory. Mm. Now, obviously, Larimer had a big hand in this, and he also made Denver City its capital. Yeah. Um, Can't make yeah. much else out there at that point. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, we wanted to make that Buffalo governor. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much, like Kansas, there's a reason the only city in Kansas is on the eastern edge of Kansas because nobody <laughs> right. wanted to bother going any further. So that was just like... <clears throat> if we put it in the middle, no one will bring us food. Yeah. And then what do we do? <laughs> Kansas is actually like the native word for no more. Just no more. <laughs> um, so since Larry had done all this work on behalf of Denver and Colorado, he sort of assumed that he would be the first governor, but uh, he was disappointed to learn that that honor ended up going to a man from Missouri named William Gilpin. He, hang on, hang on, hang, hang on. Any <laughs> questions? <laughs> this guy invents the city mm-hmm. out of thin air, mm-hmm. which is then turned into its own, you know, territory again out of thin mm-hmm. air. Mm-hmm. And he holds an election where he runs legitimately against somebody else. Mm-hmm. I like maybe maybe I've. Maybe underestimated or overestimated General Larimer here. I'm not sure which. It was obviously a political appointment. Right. Made by the president at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to take a guess? Who was president at this time? Uh, which year is that? 1861. Mm, that would be General Abraham Lincoln. That would be the colonel himself, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Famous White House nudist, Abraham Lincoln. Oh, man. That's a shame. <laughs> um, but uh, so he didn't get to be governor because Lincoln said, I don't think so. Mm. I owe this guy. So Larimer was. Uh, got to make a bit mad. of a compromise with this guy. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you see? Do you get it? Wink. Mm. <laughs> so uh, one of the first things Larimer did when he, he expanded his land holdings to make Denver even bigger was he set aside 320 acres of it to be used as a cemetery. Oh, that's a sizable cemetery. It's quite large. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> that's mm, if you if you pull up somewhere and you decide you're going to buy land off of mm, a questionable man in the wilderness mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, what's that area over there? That that gigantic area that stretches all the way off to the horizon in both directions." Oh, <laughs> that's the cemetery. Oh, there's that's hmm. Are there do you have big plans? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. Make no small plans is what they say. <laughs> mm. But as as we've learned in, in previous episodes, it's very difficult to develop an entire town and then be like, oh shit, where do we put the dead bodies? <laughs> that's right. So, so this is actually yeah. I this he's doing it right. <laughs> Doing it right. This one's not going to end up next to a clown motel. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> so we will learn more about the cemetery when we come back. But first, we gotta we gotta pay our bills. And I'm pleased to announce, Patrick, that is this a ghost? Is once again sponsored by Smart Labels. God bless them. God love these folks. It's still January, and I bet you're still on track to knock out your res- Here's what you know what. Screw that. You're probably not. But listen, your resolution is dead in the water. But here's something they don't tell you. Here's something that the media won't tell you. Mm-hmm. You have really until you have until January 15th to change your resolution, to make a new one, mm-hmm. or to start one from scratch if you want to. Yeah. So yeah. there's a grace period. Exactly. 
Yeah. So you've got time. So if you have either failed on one already or mm-hmm. you didn't do any, mm-hmm. or, and now you're feeling kind of left out because mm-hmm. like everyone's on TikTok talking about uh, all the cool resolutions, like mm-hmm. dancing funnier and stuff. Mm-hmm. Look uh, at all whatever. the protein I, I eat now. You yeah. Know. yeah. That kind of, yeah. Chomp this powder. Yeah. Am I doing it right? Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, you, you like already gave up on the gym. And then when you came home from giving up at the gym, you had a drink. <laughs> you went to yep. the gym to get the membership yep. and uh, you did pay for it, yep. but then you left immediately and did not come back because <laughs> uh. <laughs> drinking on your couch alone in the basement is so much easier, mm-hmm. but there's still time for you. And so one of the things you could do is resolve to be more organized. And especially as you're taking down your holiday stuff, now is the time to mm-hmm. really, really, you can get a good jump start on it. Mm-hmm. If you organize, think about this. If you organize your holiday stuff really, really well this year, what a way to start being a better organized person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that's huge. It's yep. huge. Yeah. It's like, uh, if you run a marathon, might as well go three more feet. Sure. That's yeah. how your year's going to be. Cause yeah. you've done it. So tell you what you go into the pantry, you grab about 10 trash bags and you put, <laughs> okay. And you just put all, start putting all of your belongings in the trash bags. Right. All, all of the belongings. All of them. Well, sure. I mean, what, okay. where, where else are you going to put them? And then, you, oh no. and then you grab Drawers? one of your smart labels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, 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 they adhere to, to garbage bags, right? I assume so. Of course they would. Why wouldn't they? And then you, <laughs> okay. you merely place them on garbage bag one. You look at it and you said, oh, all of my shoes are in here. And you go to Smart Labels and you say, all of my shoes are in bag number one. Mm-hmm. And then you open bag number two. And what do you see in there, Clayton? You see all your canned food <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> and so you're like, all right. and peas. <laughs> You say I made some strange decisions, but I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. But this is okay. I'm making progress. It's called progress. Exactly. New so year, af- new me. So after all of your belongings are in garbage bags, <laughs> neatly labeled and organized, then you can finally get some rest. That's right. And then you don't even need dressers anymore, or cabinets, mm-hmm. or pantries, or anything. You can no. strip your house of everything. Sell that stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then be Facebook wealthy and organized. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be done with it. And pretty you, soon, your path to- <laughs> pretty soon, you've got yourself eighty-five dollars in your pocket and a whole lot less to dust. And you could buy so many more smart labels with that eighty-five dollars. <laughs> so head on over to Amazon, like we do, and search smart labels, all one word. Buy your smart labels so you can do Patrick's cool idea of uh, really getting your life, I guess, together. <laughs> it's a real life hack. It is. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, smart labels. We love them. They're great. They really are useful, and they're a great way to, to, to stick to your New Year resolution of being organized. No matter what it um, is, really. Or of putting yeah. all your stuff in trash bags in the basement. <laughs> uh, tough to come back from that one, but... Um, <clears throat> Uh, speaking of things you stuff in bags and bury in the ground, <clears throat> you want to hear about the cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're like Kathy Lee Gifford with the with the, <laughs> the segment. I didn't come today. prepared with uh, chapter two of of Pooh Corner. So, <laughs> also, I haven't got any feedback on on, uh, on that whole transition plan. So, I'm not. I'm thinking it's probably not a good idea, and people don't like it. That's fine. I mean, I I, I figure Jeremy's going to have the uh, the audio for Steamboat Willie playing this whole time anyway. So. Oh, man. People are having such fun with that, huh? <laughs> uh, okay, so in 1859, which was the year after, one year after Larimer arrived, mm-hmm. um, and two years before Colorado became a territory, Cherry Creek had its first reported murder. Really? Got to happen sometime. Mm-hmm. So does every person get one acre in the in the graveyard? It was murder. <laughs> 
Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> Does every person get their own private acre in the graveyard? Because I yeah, mean, until until three hundred twenty one people die, right? And then and then you, and then you guys share you the first acre, up. and then the, yeah, yeah it's like stack, an apartment. You start stack, stacking. Up. Yeah, you still get like an acre to spread out, but you're on top of the guy beneath. <laughs> it's you. a vertical acre. Yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, air rights were not really settled at this point. So uh, there's just piles of bodies out there. <laughs> so for the first part, Thomas Biencroft was a, a Hungarian prospector who, uh, who used to poke around in the Rockies for gold. Mm-hmm. On April 7th, 1859, Thomas was found with a bullet hole in his head. Oh. Now, he's, he was dead from that. Oh, yeah, back then. Sure. Nowadays, yeah. uh, it's modern medicine, you shrug yeah, it off. That's great. Really? Yeah, put some electricity through there and you're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. All you're... my medical knowledge comes from uh, Wizard of Oz 2, Return to Oz. <laughs> <laughs> he was out. He had been out prospecting. Uh, and in the end, uh, the murder was actually pretty easy to solve because his brother-in-law, another Hungarian immigrant named John Stoffel, had, uh, had come to Colorado and told everyone that he was looking for his brother-in-law, Thomas Biencroft. Hmm. And... Um, and the morning after Biancroft was was killed, uh, his brother-in-law John was seen uh, cashing in a bag of gold dust at Uncle Dick Wooten's trading post. <laughs> and he went to the saloons and he started gambling like a real king and buying drinks for everybody. Oh. And that's what he was doing when Biancroft's D- body was found next to his gold mine. <laughs> Does he think everybody else is just like NPCs or something? Like, oh, I know what. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to loot the body. I'm going to take it to the trading post. No one's going to know what's going on. It's going to no, be Before totally I do fine. any of it, I'm going to tell people I am looking for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> do you know him? Yeah. He has gold. Yeah. Where can I find him? Suddenly, <sighs> I also have gold. <clears throat> so Stoffel was caught, obviously, and he was immediately, he immediately confessed to killing Thomas. Hmm. They didn't have a formal court system, so they put together people's court, and Stoffel got himself, was defined as, quote, a pioneer lawyer. Um, <laughs> Maybe Colonel Sanders does show up in this. I don't know. It's, it's not more likely by the moment. <laughs> now the lawyer couldn't do much because Stoffel had immediately confessed. So mm. he's like, I don't, I don't know yeah, what this to is say. A, I'm did, here. Yeah, I think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here because there's two seats at the bench. I don't really yeah. know what to tell you, buddy. <laughs> I am getting some of that gold dust as a stipend, mm. though. <laughs> there was a 12 man jury. They found him guilty. Obviously, the next day he was hung. Justice moves fast. And suddenly, there's only 318 acres available. In- <laughs> That's right. Here's a somewhat fun fact. Bam. Uh, the executioner was a local man whose name was Noisy Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I can... Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you show up to be executed? And it, and it's like this solemn thing, and they're like, oh, and 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 executing you today, uh, will be the noisiest guy we know. Now, is is he noisy in mannerisms or just is he a loud guy? I imagine that like when he walks, his shoes go squeak, squeak, yeah. squeak, 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 and like when he moves his body, <laughs> go crack, crack, crack. I don't know if it, maybe he was noisy in in the way of like he just spoke to everybody. And just constantly talked, which would be a hundred times worse. He was executing you. Hey, what are you doing? What are you? What are you here for? What happened to you? Hey, we got something in common. We're both gonna cut out early. Ah! (laughs) I got more of those. You want to hear them? No, kill me. (laughs) 
so anyway, Stoffel and his brother-in-law, they are the first two people, or two of the first people buried in, in Larimer's Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Now, because these folks are Hungarian immigrants, they don't get much fanfare. They just they dug one grave and just threw them in there. <laughs> I mean, there's only so much room in this graveyard. I don't know. So we still got yeah. 319 acres. <laughs> <laughs> this graveyard's going to be around for a few million years, so we can't really just. Now, the graveyard's built on a hill. Larimer's plan is that uh, the rich people will be buried at the top of the hill. Mm, makes sense. Right. Because yeah. that's where the, the rich bodies like the view. Right. Sure. Um, now, their then, families have to walk all the way up the fucking hill, though. So Yeah. So it's bad planning. Yeah. But uh, again, if you're rich. That's probably also kind of cool for you. Like, yeah, you know, when I die, you could walk all the way up the hill to see me. That's true. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to walk because I'm rich. Someone's going to pull me on a rope. I'm just going <laughs> to hang on this rope, and someone's just going to yank. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure like people- three pack horses die on the way to dragging me up this hill <laughs> and so, stomp on as many of the yeah. poor graves as they can. So the rich people at the top of the hill, poor people will be at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. And then the, quote, ordinary middle class people mm-hmm. right in between. Yeah. That's actually where the term middle class came from. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the middle yep. of the graveyard hill. <laughs> uh, it's short for middle classy. Right. Uh, sure. The middle uh, the, of the classy layout of, of these things. Now, Stoffel and Thomas, they're obviously, they're buried at the bottom, clearly, mm-hmm. and doubled yep. up. Um, but it but turns although out, didn't didn't the brother have a fair bit of gold on him at the time? So I don't it's know. no longer his gold though. Well, I, yeah, now but, it's the lawyer's gold. <laughs> that lawyer's yeah. going to go to straight to the top of the hill. <laughs> I see all my clients from here. Um. <laughs> yeah, it turns out most people who died early on were the poor people and the criminals because mm-hmm. they're the ones who can't get doctors or food, sure, or who get hung. Mm-hmm. So there's more of them dying at a faster clip this than uh, the rich people. Yeah, this people. this sounds like like a problem in my statistics class or something like that. Like, <laughs> start, start to express the you know like the the the, the graph of how how this graveyard gets filled. Yeah, because really it, it, at the beginning of everybody's like, oh well, you know we can't all be rich people. Or we can't all be at the top of the hill. So only like the select few. And then after a few years, they're like, you know, there's only like one guy up at the top of the hill. <laughs> it's kind oh, of a yeah. kind of a downer hill. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty full down here. Uh, if a train of a train full of dead bodies leaves Kansas City at six fifteen p.m., <laughs> a train of wealthy dead bodies <laughs> leaves Sioux City at seven twenty. Uh, where are the bodies going to land when they wreck in Denver? Anyway, so the cemetery starts filling up with the gross bodies of the poor, and Larimer had called the cemetery Mount Prospect. Mm. Um, Makes sense. You know, yeah. Sure. But because it's full of poor people, um, all the people in Denver start calling it the old boneyard. <laughs> Mount Porspect. <laughs> uh, they also call it Boot Hill, which I guess is kind of a common thing to call um, just bad graveyard, mm. gra- bad cemeteries. And Larry thinks this is very insulting. He does not like this. Mm-hmm. So he's already like, ah, these fucking guys. We've mm-hmm. got to get more rich people in here. Yeah. Well, we need more dead rich people. Okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> now a plan yeah. is forming. Okay. <laughs> then in March of 1860, it got another new nickname, the one that finally sent Larimer over the over the top. Uh, There's an Irish gambler named Jack O'Neill who got into a fight with a local man named Rooker. Um, O'Neill suggested they sell the argument with Bowie knives in the back room. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody wins a Bowie knife fight. I don't know. If anyone tells you yeah. that they want to do an indoor Bowie knife fight <laughs> to settle an argument, you see that ground. You yeah. say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> so Rooker did. Rooker says, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. He refuses. And so O'Neill calls him and his whole family cowards. Well, yeah, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rooker doesn't like that. So later he, uh, he shoots O'Neill as he's passing by the saloon where Rooker is drinking. <laughs> the, just, just, Which just is drive a by cowardly them? way. <laughs> well, he kind of, oh, not, he, not he even drive by him. Yeah. Like a, no, like, he's inside the saloon. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, there's that fucker. <laughs> hold, on, hold on a second. Hold my whiskey. <sighs> so O'Neill dies. And then the cemetery becomes known as Jack O'Neill's ranch. Hmm. As catchy so, as Boot Hill, but uh, okay, that's fair. Eh. Uh, so Larimer is pretty mad. He's mm-hmm. like, "This is it's enough. This is mm-hmm. enough." So in 1873, he na- he renames Mount Prospect to uh, City Cemetery. Hmm, it's kind of a yeah, yeah. It's yeah. kind of giving up at that point. Yeah. Um. Now, rich people didn't want to be buried here. Yeah. It's mostly like murderers and thieves and and the poor's. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty much like 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 a pauper cemetery at this point. Yeah, and you want to be with rich bones. Of course. That's the whole point. Dirty, gross bones. Yeah. yeah. Any cemetery entrepreneur will tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So, so the rich people are being buried elsewhere now. There's another, they open up another cemetery where the rich people are going, and no one is really contributing to the upkeep of city cemetery because mm-hmm. no one cares about any of the people who are there. Sure. Now, eventually, Larimer just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm done with Denver. I'm done with Colorado. I'm going back to Kansas. Wow. Not enough rich people die here. Which they didn't make me governor, and the rich people live for yeah. fucking ever. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm thinking of Denver currently, and it's not it's, dissimilar. It's a lot, <laughs> it's actually, it's a lot yeah. of old people there. They're rich. <laughs> um, so the cemetery is taken over then by a cabinet maker named John Wally. Hmm. John Wally uh, also just happened to be quote an aspiring undertaker. Ah, uh, I. <laughs> No formal training, of course. But, right. Well, um, I mean, your boy in his dream. Yeah. <laughs> Pioneer wilderness undertaker. Oh, I mean, God. you know, you do a couple field dressings and you think, I got this. I can do this. This we're is all, easy. We're all mammals. We've all got the same basic five organs. What if I did this the red with one, animals that the have purple one, necklaces. the blue one? <laughs> 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 so uh, it's it's surprising. He does a bad job of keeping up the cemetery. No, uh, I mean, he's spending a lot of time <laughs> in his studies. Obviously, he's honing his craft. Yeah, uh, he's not an everything. aspiring uh, yards grounds crew. Yeah, yeah, I can't do landscaping <laughs> in vivisection. What do you expect from me? <laughs> uh, so so tombstones start falling over. Graves are robbed. Oh, Some of the graves are robbed by mm-hmm. Wally himself. Um, Prairie Wait, dogs. Oh, I'm start- sorry, the, the, the aspiring undertaker is grave robbing now. Yes, yes, that's well, part of this whole thing. I mean, uh, I think that's why he wanted to be an undertaker, possibly, or he, you know, again, trying to kind of hone his skill. He's sure, like, man. If there were only more dead people, I had access to. Oh, wait, and he like looks at the back window. <laughs> Duh. Hold on. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, he would leave all the valuables in the grave and just take the bodies. Yeah. Huh? It's the first grave robber in history. <laughs> but he took his studies seriously. 
Um, tombs on swelling lower grapes. Yes. Prairie dogs start digging up the ground. Uh, cattle break in through the fences and start grazing between the graves. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of a, it's a bad vibe. And then in 1881, a smallpox hospital is built at the edge of the property. It's very convenient. It's, a smallpox yeah. hospital is a conveyor belt, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you all get dropped into this mass grave. Yeah. Come on in. There yeah. you go. Oh, what a fun! What a fun smallpox hospital has a slide out the third story window. <laughs> yeah, it's not really what you think, though. So. Um. So that's so the value of the cemetery is plummeting. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the. You know the, the 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 graveyard property value is really really high to begin with. So. Yeah. So it gets so bad that on January twenty fifth, and I have here twenty eight ninety. I don't think that's right. Mm. I think it's probably eighteen ninety. Mm. Denver decided to vacate the cemetery and turn it into a nice little park. Hang on. <laughs> how do you? How do you how vacate? Do you, you send eviction notices. Right. You scribble on the gravestone. You say, you've yeah. got 30 days to get out of here, <laughs> fucking bum. <clears throat> uh, well, we'll talk. We'll talk about the process here saying, yeah, yeah, like, Vacating a cemetery in conditions like this sounds a lot like just sending over a wagon to pick up all the tombstones. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, this was what they did with Lincoln Park in Chicago. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was also a mass grave for mm-hmm. a big cemetery from uh, Chicago Fire. Mm-hmm. And they're like, actually, this is pretty good real estate. What yeah. if we... What if we moved uh, some bodies and then just said, we tried real hard to get them all, but we didn't. Let's just build yeah. a park. They're buried very deep <clears throat> and randomly, uh, especially after losing all the headstones. Yeah. So we'll definitely do some Lincoln Park stuff, too. It'll be, I'm sure, very similar to this one. So City Hall gave notice, quote, that anyone who cared should make arrangements to remove the remains of their loved ones and have them reburied elsewhere within 90 days. 90 days? 90 days. You got three months. Wait, and what, 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 what day of the year is this? This is January 25th. <laughs> in fucking in Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Fucking permafrost. Yeah. I hope you uh, can do it. Let me go get a jackhammer to try and pull <laughs> grandpa's head off and throw it somewhere else. <laughs> so, um, now some of the bodies certainly were reinterred, mm-hmm. but there were the shallow over... ones. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> the ones that have just floated up on yeah. their own in the last rainstorm. Uh, there were a total, before the reinterment started, there were over 5,000 corpses. Oh. No, th- sorry. There were over 5,000 left in the cemetery mm. after the reinterment. So <laughs> in 1893, the city makes a deal with the local, another local undertaker, a real undertaker named E.P. McGovern, mm. which is a great undertaker name. <laughs> uh, and he's going to remove the rest of the bodies and rebury them in Riverside Cemetery. Mm. Okay. But this is a government job. So, you know... They took, some, uh, yeah. they took some proposals, <laughs> and they said, well, this guy sounds cheap. <laughs> and his e. first name is two initials, which means he probably <laughs> went to school at some point. So I think we have our winner, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so McGovern starts the job, and for a few days it goes pretty well. And then at that point, though, he realized, because he's, he's, he's digging up bodies, right. and to get the bodies out, usually you're breaking like the caskets because they're wood and they're sure. rotting. Yeah. So he's reburying them in new coffins, right? Sounds expensive. Yeah. Ah, mm. uh-huh. you're mm. right. So those big adult size coffins, those are pretty pricey. But mm. you know, the small kid size coffins, those are less expensive. <laughs> and so instead of buying adult size grown person coffins, uh-huh. he starts buying up children's coffins. And just to put the bodies into. And just like mushing them. Mm, I, like- hacking them. He starts hacking them. 
it's it's it's, starts- it's 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 turning into like like a like like a like the most horrific Plato set of all time. Just- <laughs> the consistency yeah. was very similar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He brings uh, my he brings first reinternment playset <laughs> by, pl- by Plato. <laughs> oh, oh, its own boy. snow shovel. Um, <laughs> boy. So <laughs> he brings his own axe to to the reinterments now, mm-hmm. and he starts he starts hacking up the bodies to because pieces will mm-hmm. fit in a small coffin a lot better than a than a whole body. Obviously, yeah, yeah. So, and once you do the first one, you're pretty much dead inside for the rest of your life anyway. So you may as well <laughs> make some money so. off it. There is no more light in those eyes once you do the first one. So go to town. And remember, he's got 5,000 bodies to get through. Oh, my gosh. So Oof. he doesn't have time to be precious with this process. Mm-hmm. He just goes into a flurry with his axe. And there are literally body parts, quote, strewn everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you would walk through the graveyard any given day, mm-hmm. you would just find pieces of bodies mm-hmm. uh, lying on top of the ground from he, where he had hacked them away and had not picked them up. You know what he could really use to help organize all these? <laughs> Does he have any big black trash bags? Because, <laughs> just, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there goes another sponsor. <laughs> I can check that off the list. Um. <laughs> so it's so bad that souvenir hunters start showing up to, to just walk around and pull jewelry off of discarded limbs. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I'm sure they, they walk up with like metal detectors and they look around. And they're like, I don't need this. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> so uh, a few weeks later, the mayor terminates that contract. Oh, that is a shame. Yeah. And the city of Denver said, you know what? Let's just build the park. Yeah. Let's, screw this. Let's just, just build the park, everybody. They didn't move a single additional body after that point. Mm. They just built the park over the bodies. In parts of and bodies. In nine, what? In parts of bodies. Yeah. Oh, God, so many parts. Uh, in 1907, the park opens to the public. Mm. Two years later, two Denver socialites, I think a mother and a daughter, they donated a marble pavilion in memory of Denver pioneer Walter Cheeseman, who I think mm. was um, one of their relatives. Oh, suddenly, everybody's uh, got some money, huh? Suddenly, nope. there's money for the cemetery. Nobody had money to scoop up all the bodies and throw them in Riverside. <clears throat> but suddenly, nope. we got marble coming out the ass. <laughs> and you should see, I'll show you the picture of this thing. It is, it's quite a structure. So they, they, they built it in memory of Walter Cheeseman on the condition that the park be renamed Cheeseman Park. <laughs> So Denver's like, I see no problem with that. That's a yep. great, that's a cool name. That's a fantastic name. <laughs> so they agree. And uh, so this becomes Cheeseman Park and it is Cheeseman Park to this day, as a matter mm. of fact. Wow. And here is the pavilion. you will be fucking kidding me. Isn't that, <laughs> this, isn't that, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. This is a seven figure pavilion and they couldn't find the time to find a legitimate dude with a this shovel. This is a seven figure pavilion now. Yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. The pictures of the weddings that people have in this pavilion are incredible. Oh, it's amazing. Goodness. So this so this is why they were like, okay, you can name the park. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese man, sure. I don't care. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so so now Cheeseman Park is open to the public and people love it. Uh, over the course of the next 50 years, some folks did end up reinterring some of the bodies. There's a whole history where, like, the cemetery had kind of splintered off into, like, this is the Jewish section, this is the Hungarian mm-hmm. se- section and stuff. And mm-hmm. some of those community members would come and do the work of reinterring um, folks over the next few decades. Mm-hmm. But it's estimated that about 2,000 bodies still remain in the park today. Oof. 
Goodness. And 7,000 body parts. <laughs> now, way back when, when the city started removing bodies from the cemetery, when E.P. McGovern started his, his fucking ghoulish work, um, ghosts had already started popping up. One of the first grave diggers who worked there was named Jim Astor. And Jim liked to rob the graves as he dug them up, as so many did. Mm-hmm. And one night he was digging in the cemetery and he felt a ghost put its hands on his shoulders. And uh, that didn't, Jim didn't like that. Mm. Well, he took it as uh, the ghost maybe not being very excited about the fact that he was stealing (laughs) all his friend's stuff. (laughs) A very rude ghost. (laughs) (laughs) So Jim drops his tools, he runs out of the graveyard and never comes back. I think he left Denver, actually. He was so scared. People living in houses next to the cemetery started reporting, quote, sad and confused looking spirits knocking at their doors and windows. Hmm. They don't know where to go anymore because their bodies are being moved. Um, I don't know. I think the neighbors are going to know. Yeah. But, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> go talk to that guy who's eating that hand. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, people living in the houses there also complained about the sounds of moaning coming in through the reopened graves. Hmm. And supposedly today, if you sit on the fields where the bodies are buried, you can still hear a lot of moaning today. Hmm. Sounds Coming like a fun from place. the ground. Yeah, yeah it's great. <laughs> great for there. weddings. Yeah. <laughs> Ghost children have been seen playing in the park, just to vanish in thin air. And there's also a woman in 19th century dress who walks around singing to herself. Uh, and if you approach her, she disappears. Hmm. Typical. <laughs> Boy, that's a woman, huh? I tell you what, me, every time I approach every a woman. Every woman in the city park I meet. Hello, lady. Dust clouds. Poof. Uh, thin air. Gone. <laughs> Some people have claimed that when they're, they're laying down, like for a picnic or something, they're lying on the grass. Mm-hmm. They try to get up. They can't move. They're being held, like pinned to the ground by unseen hands. Oof. And weed is legal there, right? <laughs> yeah, what do you ask? <laughs> no, no reason. <laughs> Sometimes when on nights when the moon is particularly bright, you can look out over the, the field and see the outlines of the old graves. Oh, that sounds nice. It does sound nice. Yeah. Um, but then there's the ghost known as Slackjaw. Ooh. <clears throat> did he know uh, Noisy cor- Pete? He did. <laughs> <laughs> According to a Denver resident named Lee Cook, one night... Uh, Lee and a friend went for a walk through the park and they eventually sat down in the grass to smoke a cigarette and they hear the sound of a chain jangling. Mm. Turn it, which is what you want to hear at a park at night. Abs- yeah, yeah, <coughs> absolutely. That's a top five noise for sure. Mm. They turn around and they see a young boy riding a bicycle with a chain dangling from his pocket and the boy was riding his bike in circles around a thin, pale man dressed in a shredded hotel, no, shredded hospital gown. <laughs> Covered with blood. Hmm. And as the man and the boy got closer to them, uh, Lee could see that the man's jaw was broken and just hanging open. Oh. So they're terrified. Yeah. Um, and they don't move. And the man and the boy approach them completely. They come all the way up to them. Mm-hmm. And the man asks him for a smoke. And so Lee goes to smoke with your nose or something? What are you, you going to do exactly, right? guy? <laughs> 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 I got some. <laughs> So, so the man takes a cigarette and he says, did you see them? And Lee said, who? And the man said, the ones who did this to me, they stabbed me 15 times. And he like 
opens his the tatters of his of his hospital gown mm-hmm. and shows he's like got fifteen very deep, like currently bleeding stab wounds. Ooh. And so again, Lee and his friend are fucking horrified. Yeah. They have no idea what's going on. They're just out of their minds. And like, you gotta go to a hospital, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh <clears throat> The man said, they let me go because the hospital let me go because I didn't have any money. But he assured Lee that he was going to get the men who had done this to him. And he and the boy wandered off into the darkness. And then they disappeared. Slackjaw still wanders through the park from time to time, always searching for the men who broke his jaw and stabbed him to death. Wow. Oof. And this is all why I think we shouldn't, we should not build parks on graveyards. Yeah. Shouldn't build houses on graveyards. Shouldn't build parks on graveyards. Big country. Lots of room. There's lots of space. (laughs) Go build, (laughs) build your park on the side of a mountain. It's bad. It's bad. If they were really smart, what they would have done, instead of making a cemetery, they were just like tied, waited once, once a month, you tie all the bodies Mm -hmm. onto like a, like a wagon Mm -hmm. and you attach it to some donkeys and you Mm -hmm. send them into the hills. Yeah. Yes, it's like a, it's a, it's a, like a, like a mountaineer Viking funeral. <laughs> Just slap the ass of that ass and it goes out and they're gone. You say, go be uh-huh. with your ancestors. Um, and then your ground is all nice. Exactly. Yeah. That's and pro- and the property value probably much better at that point. Much, much better. I have to imagine. Yes. So yeah. Yeah. We should go next time we're in Denver. We should just claim it. We, I, we can get some logs in the scissors now. Um, we're, it's a redo, everybody. Yeah. We're redoing it. How much would you pay for one acre of this? <laughs> I looked on Redfin, huh? and uh, I have some ideas. <laughs> so anyway, that is the story of Denver's Cheeseman Park. Thank you again to Jeannie for suggesting it. It's, that's a good one. I had a lot of fun with that. I had a lot of fun with that one. I love a good grave robbing oh, man. story. Is there anything funnier than a graveyard? <laughs> I'm hard-pressed to think of one. <laughs> Uh, well, is this a ghost is researched by me, Clayton Smith. All the funny jokes are from Patrick Dean. It's a production of Smith show media. Almost forgot that one. Our audio editor is Jeremy Montoya. Our video editor is Jen Swanson. Thank you very much to both of them. And, uh, Hey, just a reminder, they are not paid. So, um, you could help us find more people to pay them through sponsorship. If you help spread the word about this, go give us some reviews on, on uh, Apple podcasts and Spotify and tell your friends and family, the bigger we get, the more we can bring in um, uh, additional great sponsors like our friends at Smart Labels. So uh, that's my pitch. Anything? Uh, Do you think of anything that you want to pitch for yourself, Pat? I've now done two pitches. Do you want to do anything? I'll pitch that. Do you want more cats? Uh, no, I'm I'm full up. We're full up. Do people we, come throw some cats <laughs> through your window? No, no. We're, we're we have a uh, uh, seven mammals in the house, and that is way <laughs> too many. Just way too okay. many. Well, if you've got extra cats, Patrick's in the market. So go throw them in his window. He's got a history of just accepting things that you throw into his window, car or home. No, so, uh, that is true. <laughs> so, and I think that's it for us this week. Any final thoughts, Pat? None at all. That's great. All right, we'll see you again next week on Is This a Ghost? Oh, boy. <laughs>